It is Jim Cren, no restrictions with Tracy Jane. We're back recording another episode. Thank you uh, for your patience. Woo and we are excited about this episode. We're having drinks here uh, on this episode and always drive responsibly or don't, don't drink and drive. Always get a designated driver. Just wanna throw that out there. Um, or Uber, like we're doing. Uh, so we're having, uh, Tracy's drinking wine and I am drinking my new drink. You ready? I'm, I'm a Yenzer all the way. You know that. But this is going to throw you off. You're never going to guess this. To, sake. Sake. And that's B.A. I'm drinking, not sake. Sake. I love that. Yeah. I love that you put a Pittsburgh twist on sake. Because yes. I lived in Japan. When, I was in the Navy for four years. Mm -hmm. And I lived in Japan pretty much the whole time. So, you know, to hear you put it. It's for Ginzer twist on. It's a nice drink, sake. It's sake. I can't, even, I can't even say it how you do. Well, here's the thing. I, I always like it. I go, there's a, a great, re now, I'm not getting paid for any restaurant talks. If I say restaurant, I'm not getting paid. <laughs> but there's a restaurant, uh, Little Tokyo. Uh, I think many, many Pittsburghers know it. You know, one on the south side in my Lebanon. So, of course, I live on the south side. And, but if I go there, I get sake and it, and it comes warm and it's, it's a great winter drink. I don't think I could do it in the summer in winter. But the funny thing is, uh, Trace, a wine likes wine. She's a wine, she's a sommelier. But uh, the thing is, oh, I am not. I'm just That's joking. Adorable. I'm kidding. But uh, the, the, the thing is, though, uh, Trace is a health person, like really healthy, works out, eats right, does the whole deal, um, athlete. It, but here's the thing I'm not in, in <laughs> but sake has like, several health benefits. I couldn't believe it. I'm not making this up. You can Google it. So how can it's, I discourage if I'm oh so healthy? Yeah, so I found a really healthy drink that is my new drink that is not completely bad for me, even though I think it's like 25% alcohol. It might be a little, What's like you know. a really strong, it's a rice wine, mm -hmm. but it's a really strong. Is that strong. what it's made of, rice? It's a rice wine. Yeah, it's rice wine. That. I drink rice wine. We've had this conversation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, yeah, and I told you that like there's some sakis in Japan. I, I'm not so sure they're as healthy because I've gone to festivals where they have you know big jars, and you know how they have you know how mezcal yeah, yeah. has like the worm right soaking in the bottom. They'll have big jars with all kind of different amphibious. Oh really? <laughs> Lizard sake. Something. The, didn't have an octopus. That would kind of make sense for Japan. Oh. They'd have a lizard sake. They'd have a snake sake. They'd have all these like different things that used to be living, just soaking in sake, and you, you could know. just taste all the different. I, there's um, I, in Japan, there's a lot of things that I probably would be happier if I didn't know that I ate or drank. Oh, I, 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 I can't eat anything that stares back at me. But I got to no, tell you, we had this conversation. I could start. Yeah. We could have octopus we wine. Were, we were I could do octopus wine. Octopus wine. That, or Ew, or sake sake wine. Octopus wine. Uh, in would, Japan only. But it would probably make all the ink go like Yeah, I guess. Maybe that'd be a, a catch. And then you'd have like mm -hmm. octopus ink teeth and that Yeah. That, octopus wine. What if you had like a big like like bright colored lips because you were drinking octopus. They would know. That might be the catch for the whole <laughs> you thing. Would have to it might be the catch for the wine. <laughs> yeah. That Maybe could be that's blue or pink ink lips to go, wait, what's going on? Oh, you're drinking octopus. Maybe wine. that's why somebody passed on that whole in target yeah, marketing. That's why you didn't see an octopus. But no, we were talking sake. about this recently where right. I told you uh where I work. Yeah. 
that uh, they bring out lobster heads and they're yes. staring at you. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I need my food to look like food. I can't do like, I think it's called Brazil. I'm Italian. I can't know. Branzino. Branzino. Yes. In, in in Italy, that's we ordered that, and Larry ordered it. Larry Richard and Larry's. Uh, he's like, "What is this?" And I go, "Larry, it's, that's it. They don't they don't cut the head off. It's looking at you." Mm-hmm. And he just he barely got through it. He did. He didn't want to. <laughs> Larry's so polite. He went through it. He he just he did it. And I, I couldn't even look at his plate. The fish was looking at me like, I, I, how did it, how did it end up like this? The fish was just giving me that stare. I'd have you know? to angle myself like, so that I wasn't, me. I wasn't staring into the eyes of his food. Yes. <laughs> well, even so, um, you know, I'm big on, on making really great bone broth because, yeah, yeah. you know, when I was at, I was practicing, getting ready to try out for pro cheerleader and, um, as getting older, you know, I was looking at the nutrients that I need. And, and bone like, broth? The bone broth. It has so much good collagen and everything for your skin and for your joints and if you're working out. So I got, years ago, I got all into making really healthy bone broth. Yeah. And so I have figured out, like, the different bones and things. But that, that, that's not that, the ice. That, you don't have the ice on it. That's different. Well, well, I'm getting there. I so, look at it. So I, I know that as a cheater... Mm. To add really great collagen, right. it's great. Um, you could use like a pig's foot. Oh. And yeah, I don't think so, I'd like to see a pig's foot. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so, eyes, no, no, but definitely pig's Any foot or appendage, I'm not, so I'm I really, not excited about. I recently went down, the last time I went and bought bones for uh, broth. Or testicle, because you always have somebody oh, out right. of nowhere going, get oh, rad. You ever had pig testicle? No. You ever have cow testicle? No, I don't want testicle. I'm, I'm good with that. I'm, I'm, I'm all right with it. I don't need to sip on te- testicle soup. No. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, you know, I could talk about bones and eyes all day, but <laughs> I do want to mention that I uh, have a show, uh, and it's my first big theater show of the year at the beautiful theater uh, the Oaks in Oakmont on February 11th. So if you are free on February 11th, please stop out to the Oaks. You go to theoakstheater.com and special guest, Tracy Jane. Yay! Yes, you will get to see Tracy perform that night on the 11th. So I am really excited because th- this place is a, a, a such a, a, a beautiful theater in the last several years. They've just... Uh, uh, kept with you know new improvements. They have a bar there, so you know doors will open at around six thirty. The show is seven thirty, seven thirty ish. Tracy is uh, a special guest, Tracy Jane, and Ooh, Larry Richard. Guest. Larry Richard is going to host. So Larry is host. We have Tracy, and may add one more. We're not sure, but it's funny because. Tracy and I talked about this. I I, I, I don't realize it, but I, I do. In a, I, I realize it. Let's say, but I don't like a lot of time 
so in front gonna, of me. Are you going to let me do three minutes, five minutes? Well, you got to tell him Derek with Derek with uh, Derek Knopfsnyder, <laughs> who, who's uh, uh, opened for me several times. He's a brilliant, brilliant so young I, comedian. But he he works with Tracy one night, and he tells her about me. So I meet this guy. I've met him in the past, um, doing like just a quick bar show and everything like that. I haven't seen him in you know over a year, and. Uh, and I said that, yeah, I had done some, uh, I was doing your podcast with you and, and, uh, he was like, oh, wow. Yeah. That's really great. Jim is so amazing. I, I open up for him a lot, but you know, he doesn't, he doesn't let you do too much time. <laughs> I just started hitting the bad. floor. I started cracking up and immediately. He's like, yeah, he's like, um, uh, yeah, yeah you could do 10 minutes. Okay. Maybe eight. I'll just do six. You know, like, yes. just and, I, and my immediate reaction was, I can't wait to bust his balls for this. Well, and <laughs> you're, since you're going to be a special guest, <laughs> you, I will be saying the same thing to you on February 11th, where I'll say, you know, Larry, keep the intros down to 30 <laughs> seconds. Trace, give me, give me your Tonight Show set, your six minutes. Well, the, the reason is um, <clears throat> the... I like to do a long show. I'll go over an hour. And so the back half of the show, the audience can sometimes get a little tired if they do a lot of time up front. But I, you're right. I got to loosen up on that a little bit. I got to let you at least do, I got at least let you do 15. I got to ease up on that. I will. I'm getting better at it. I, I just got to the point where I was just like, you know, it was going to get to the point where I was just going to do like the thing where some Springsteen would just walk up, no no opener. Not that I'm anything like Springsteen, but I'm saying no openers walk up, which would be not good for a comedian. Not many people. You know, there was a comedian who used to do that. His trademark is like one of the great comedians of all time. He was the first stand-up I ever saw live. Who? David Brenner. David Brenner oh. is one of the funniest guys from Philly, the Philly guy. He used to do a show called The Mike Douglas Show. Yeah. And, uh, of course, many Tonight Shows and... And he was just not an actor, really, or anything like that. He was just pure stand-up. But he was the first real stand-up that I had seen as a kid when I was, like, 18 years old, 17, 18 years old. Because in those days, you know, we're talking, you know, 1980, 79, 80. Buddy Hackett, which was wonderful. And those, but those were, like, the kind of comedians that were great. And, I, uh, um, you know, the comedians, the, the, the Catskill kind of guys or whatever, that... that New York one-liner, Henny Youngman-ish. Right, yeah. And then all of a sudden, observational comedy starts breaking in. And believe it or not, Seinfeld was young. He, he came in mid-80s. Uh, but, but, but Brenner actually was the, one, of the, one of the pioneers of that. I mean, I Carlin was also. Carlin, obviously, he's the genius and Richard Pryor. But, but Brenner was that, you know, Pryor and uh, Carlin. So that's, like, that's Mozart and Shakespeare, man. But I mean, Brenner was a comic... You could say, okay, you can identify. You can, those guys are like gods, but you know, there's Brenner. Uh, but I saw him at the Holiday House, which I ended up playing years later uh, after I got on DVE. Where's the Holiday it, House? It was, it was a beautiful showroom in Monroeville, and it held a thousand people. And it was old school supper clubbish. And, and they were so nice For to a me. A thousand people? Yes, it was gorgeous. It was like anything equaled anything right now. I put it up with the MGM in Vegas right now. 2023 or anywhere. And it's not there anymore? That no, unfortunately, it, I wish it was still there, but it was amazing. It was. And, and the, the people there were so nice to me that they used to let me open for everyone. So I did a lot of impressions. I'm like 20 years old, only 21. 
um, in college, coming in to open for The Temptations. Now, how many people in college go, I, I, what are you doing this weekend? Well, it's my weekend gig and my side gig for college. I got to open for The Temptations. You're at IUP. Yeah. You're happening uh, for The Temptations. I, uh, Gladys Knight and the Pips, The Temptations. Like, you name them. You, you name Pat Cooper, which is an amazing comedian. Pat, Pat Coop- Cooper? Pat really? Cooper is... Sebastian's act, basically. Sebastian's a brilliant, genius comedian, but yeah, I love his act. But uh, Pat Cooper, if, you, if anyone out there hasn't, hasn't seen him, go on YouTube and watch that act. It was brilliant. I remember watching him thinking, man, God, this guy is a genius. He's just amazing. Uh, so I got to watch all these acts and, and open for these acts in those days. Uh, and Brenner being the first uh, big show that I ever saw at the Holiday House as a kid. I bought tickets. I, I worked as a janitor, Trace. I worked, I worked at the American restaurant in the strip and I made a dollar an hour and I was a janitor and I would just clean the toilets and whatever. And that's where one of the characters on the radio came from, Otis. Otis, a 72-year-old man living at Edison Hotel. Otis would come in, and Mr. George was the nicest guy the guy owned it. The Edison Hotel, is that where Rick's is now? Yes, it's, oh, that was Edis, that would, where Otis used to live. <laughs> And Otis, the guy, Otis would come in, and I believe he was homeless. And, and George, would, Mr. George, would always give him food and drinks and on the house. And he was the nicest man. He'd always talk me up. He go, Jimmy, I got to tell you, that is the cleanest bathroom I've ever seen. You are amazing <laughs> at being the janitor, Jimmy. You are going to be the best janitor ever. You are great. You are really talented. Thank you, Otis. So that was really nice. And, Right? I mean, I, I felt good at the time. It was, you know, best janitor ever. It was kind of cool. You were the best janitor ever. And you well, were how old Well, in Otis's eyes. I was probably at that time, what, 18, 19, whatever, 20 right around that time because it's Brenner. So I save up to get the Brenner tickets. And I take uh, my friend. I, I've seen her out and about. And she's the sweetest. Uh, my, it was my first real date. Uh, Aww, Deb, Debbie really? Reiner. Yeah, Debbie Reiner. She's wonderful. And great sense of humor. Very funny. So we went on a date. And... Uh, to see David Brenner at the Holiday House. It was just the kind of coolest thing. But anyway, as I digress, <laughs> but, but he had no opening act. And it was kind of interesting. He just walked out and just started. Now, do you, do you know if he's the a relation of Kevin Brenner and, and uh, the Brenner I don't that was know. on? I don't think so. I don't know. He it's passed away true. recently, not too long, a few years ago, David Brenner. Uh, he had a residency in Vegas, and I get, didn't get to see him. I got to meet him. Uh, I interviewed him. Well, that was kind of cool. You know, and I told him a story about the Holiday House and getting tickets. He's, you know, he's a really cool guy. But that's another guy. You could, Brenner's act was just so funny, man, because he's from Philly, Pittsburgh or Philly. We have similarities yeah. in our culture and the way we are, you know, hardworking, blue collar. And, you know, it, it, he was a neighborhood kid kind of thing. He came from a tough neighborhood, uh, but, but just a brilliant, brilliant act. But anyway, so Trace, you could do 15 minutes. Maybe more. <laughs> Maybe more. Yeah. So I'm going to be very generous. I'll, look, I'll, I'll be minutes. giggling the whole time you walk that back. Derek is going to come to the show and be so angry. Derek well, now, I saw somebody take some serious mad, uh, liberties and do a whole lot of time. In front of me. In front of it you. It happens sometimes. Not, It'll not happen, man. It. It'll go. Now, now, the funny thing is, uh, over the last few years, you know, uh, Three years ago, my divorce and everything, and I just, you know, was going through transition in my life and everything, obviously, everyone, people have gone, gone through that out there. 
and I started singing. It was like therapeutic. And I couldn't sing a note. I'm a comedian. I'm not a singer, and I'm, I'm still a comedian. Singing's my hobby. It's fun. Uh, and, I, and I ended up singing and then started, my voice got a little better. And my buddy John Vento, who's a real singer, the Needs Hotel Band, would let me sit in uh, four or five songs with his band. Uh, he was going through some vocal uh, troubles, and he's, he's healed now, thank God. But at that time, and we would, he, I would get up and do four or five, and, and it was fun. So about the fourth show, he said, you're ready for Beth Clausen. Who's that? So mm -hmm. Beth Clausen is the best singing teacher in the country. She's one of, we have her in Pittsburgh in Morningside. She is one of the best in the country. She is so talented, was a professional singer in her life, and she, she teaches in Morningside. She's amazing, amazing. So what she does is she puts together shows uh, with her students featured. And Trace came to uh, the last one we did at Steamworks, Steamworks Creative in Gibsonia. So Trace comes to the show. Amazing and, spot. And, and, and Trace is a background of theater, you know, some singing. She's an artist, a lot of things in her background. And one of the things I knew she, she could sing. She's the natural talent to sing. So I mentioned to Beth and she said, why don't you two sing a song? <laughs> I said, you know what? Okay, we'll sing a song. And I bring that to <laughs> you uh, listening because of our <laughs> debate on what song to, to sing and, and, you know, I, I got to tell you, we're down to like two songs and I, I we're going to tug a war here uh, with Picture. Picture, Kid Rock, Joe no. Crow, and Trace, it hits an emotional button. With no, you. okay, all right, first of all, I mean, Cheryl Crow is hard to sing mm -hmm. vocally. I mean, because she has that raspy, cool, like kind of thing. So yes. to try to either sound like Cheryl Crow or make it your own, you're putting yourself in a bit of a pickle. So, <laughs> you, you can so do that it. alone. But this is thank the, you for the confidence. Yeah, but still. so not only do I not think that is a good song for me vocally, I also think that the song picture should be called "Get Some Therapy." <laughs> like seriously, <laughs> like it's Kid Rock. I, I can't argue with you there. It's Kid Rock and it's Cheryl Crow and. He like the second lyric of yeah. the second line of the song is different girl every night in a hotel yeah. and I'm going yeah. that gross and she's lying that's gross him. he's a petri dish of STDs yeah. and then she's crying about him I'm like I'm not crying about that guy yeah. I'm not I'm not crying about that guy I I'm not gonna be able to pull that off emotionally because I'm getting outski I'm happy that guy is away ew yeah like no I'm I not. I gotta tell you it's. No. I, I'll, I, you have won me over on that, that debate. <laughs> I, used, I used to love that song. Now I can't take it now, because now I picture like, Kid Rock is in bed with another woman asking his other woman that, you know, hey, it's, I, I, look at, I can't look at your photo or something oh. like that lying next to her. Well, no kidding, Kid Rock. That is not the most romantic thing. Yeah, you know, no so, shit. <laughs> you can't look at her photo now next you to another girl. Like that, well, I get you. You really like? Do you have a crystal meth brewing in the bathtub of the trailer park? Or he, bathtub, you know, like while so. you're singing the song. And I'm a like, Kid Rock fan. I'm a, I'm a huge Kid Rock fan. I am. Uh, but he does say fueling up on cocaine and whiskey. So he's not in his mind a great mindset there. That's another. So there's yeah. a lot to that layers to the song that some 
I think you got to be fueled up. You got to be fueled up on something to sing that with emotion where you're saying, you know, lying next to her and I'm thinking of you and looking at your picture and I don't want to look at your picture because she's lying here and I just can't do it. Yeah. Because I'm sensitive and I just took a bunch of cocaine and bourbon (laughs) and I'm sensitive about this whole thing. The layers to that song are are rehab and therapy. That's the layers. It like, should be called that. Like, yeah. And come on, Cheryl, don't cry over that guy. Drinking wine over him. You know, that's they should just end it with, and we're gonna go to therapy right now. Right, right there, boom, out out the door. So anyway, <laughs> we have a show coming up. Uh, it, it's uh, uh, January twentieth, actually. So I believe we'll be posting this. Unfortunately, I think it'll be after the twentieth. So, but we have future shows. Well, but, I have. We ended up doing I Jack. posted it. You posted we, it. We might have a, this this show this episode. Okay. No, the the yeah, I know we posted the promo for the show, but on this yeah. podcast, this particular podcast might not be up in time. But uh, if it is, stop out. It'll be at the Steamworks, uh, January twentieth. It's not. There'll be others. I'll be mentioning not only, not only on a podcast, but of course my Facebook fan page. Um. So we decided on. We believe it's going to be. Going to Jackson. Johnny Cash, June Carter Cash. Can't go wrong with that. It's a cool song. And it's they funny. They pull it off. They're laughing in the video. That's what makes it like, yeah. They're well, just joking about we, stuff. Like, they're, they're not fueled up on stuff. Like looking for they're duets not, you know, to do. There's not a woman laying next to them. Yeah, with but a there's also, you know, if you're looking for a duet, even for like karaoke right. or something, Jackson's they're, good. they're all like, they're not fun. They they're really like aren't. Super sappy. Very sad. Love lift us up where we yes. belong. I'm like, oh, oh my gosh. I'm, no. I'm more fun than this. No. We, yeah, it, find it, something fun. And the other ones, I'd have to be Lionel Richie and have to do that. So I, don't, I can't do it. I love Lionel, but I can't pull it off. Beautiful but, voice. I, the, but, the best one I found out there is whenever I call you friend, but like then that's that's Kenny Loggins. Kenny Loggins, another, another tough voice. For that's me. a tough voice. He's a really tough voice. So, ja- so Johnny Cash, uh, that's, he's got a cool voice, and I can pull off the best I can. And it, in a tra- if you do end up uh, seeing the show, uh, and then we'll probably do it again, uh, one of the shows, because I'm, I'm feeling good about this song. The, the Tracy, you got to do the hair. Poof the hair up like June had <gasps> I'm that. So that hair is like eight feet tall. Uh, June Carter hair. Awesome. I love... I love she big hair, and I cannot lie. There are birds could live in that hair. It's like a real hey, big, beautiful nest. I'm from there. the '80s, and really I lived nice. in Texas for like five years, so I. That's like '60s, though, so, right? I what love big hair. I don't That's care. Big, right? Well, '80s. That's the biggest. '60s and '80s, we had big hair. It's got to take some work to get it that high as June had, right? But Johnny had high hair too. Yeah. He had his poofy. Going on, yeah, all right? kind of poof. He has some hairspray working in that. In that there thing. was a lot of hair product right? going on in that duo. They had to invest in a lot of gel in their their lives. That was probably part of their budget. June, we need more gel. Well, we're low well, on was, gel, June. Well, they're southern. You know, they say hogging the gel, Johnny. That was arguments. In the south, they say the higher the hair, the closer you are to the Lord. Haven't you ever really? heard of that? No, I'm, I'm gonna live by that now. <laughs> yeah. Poor bald people, God. <laughs> they don't. That's why the South loves big hair. I love Jason big hair. Jason Statham wouldn't I'm have a chance. It. Yeah, big hair is cool. Uh, well, June, like I said, she pulls it off really nice. But so that you'll have the hair, and I'm going to wear all. Wear all. I love. I saw the movie um, the Walk the Line. Are you going to wear all black? You have to yeah, wear have all to, black for this show. And I remember Joaquin Phoenix in the, in the movie, which uh, 
Cash, Johnny Cash's bio movie, and I know many of you probably seen it out there. The, my favorite line that Johnny Cash used to say a lot, and this is you know part of the, what he said, that they'd say, "Hey, you're wearing all black. Uh, what are you going to a funeral?" And he just said, "Always oh, looking. Maybe I am." <laughs> and as a performer, that kind of hits me as a performer because you don't when you're performing because he's they say it before you walk on stage, and he's doing his this is performing now, but really, mm-hmm. when you're performing. You kind of think like that because you're you could end it, every show could be the bomb. That's uh, so and you, true. And, and that's you, you know well maybe I am. <laughs> I, hopefully I'm not. Hopefully I'm not. But maybe I am because and I think he had that same vibe whenever you walk on stage. It could be that one that just completely feels like what death would feel like or something. We'll be bad. We've all been there. Great. And, it's and just, he wasn't even doing stand up. He was singing. Singing. It, it <laughs> happens with those day, guys, especially in those days. The, imagine the little uh, bars and dives that Johnny Cash played on the way up. And that's why he probably got that whole thing where well, maybe I am. And I, I think to me, that's what that meant. I, I, Cause he always, they always would say it in the movie. It seems like right before, seemed like when he was ready to go on stage or whatever. So, I like that line. So we're all black, and before I go on, you can ask me. I said, "Well, maybe I." Ain't. <laughs> I'd be ready. I'm locked and loaded. I get so <laughs> nervous singing. Like I can do stand up. It doesn't, you know, I, confidence doing that. I've known it forever in front of a thousand people, whatever. And walk on, just do it. It's fun, and singing's fun too. But I get really nervous. Are you going to get nervous? You think? This oh, I'm totally going to get nervous. You're stand up comedian, so it's the same thing. You know? I'm I mean, totally going to get but nervous. You, have, you do a nice voice though. You know, I mean, you've sang for like I'm just learning the last couple of years. Like, so I'm getting there. I, I mean, I sang since I was a kid, like in the church and choir, See? and, and have done solos. Does but you they know, like with everything, choir. it's a muscle. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you're not flexing that you muscle, work. that's what. The, yes. Oh man, I can't it's a workout. <laughs> it's a little workout. Beth taught me that. My teacher. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make her proud. It's funny because Beth is like I said, she is such so passionate and such a great teacher. And there's these things that I mistakes that I make, and I don't sometimes enunciate words and or open my mouth wide enough. And, and she comes to every show she can, my stand up and, and and singing shows. She comes to all of them, and uh, and I'll be doing a show, and I'll start to sing a song, and I'll look out, and there's Beth in the audience. I could see her. Making her mouth like an oval weight with her finger pushing her mouth ap- apart. I can't describe. And it's the funniest, she, oddest thing. And I just start laughing. She's so like, I got to put my head down. You know? She's like a dance she's mom. Trying like, like, she's trying to get me to, to do perfection, which I love about her. But like, it's just to see that, though, is like the, the funniest. I have to put my head down. Bite my lip. I can't, so laugh. I can't awesome. laugh. I can't laugh. She's so awesome. Uh, and yet she is <laughs> she is just the most positive person yeah, in the world is. too. You she just is. like yeah. you just so wanna you just wanna hug her and like hold her next to your chakra or something or whatever. Tracy awesome. What's funny is Larry is Larry Richard is on the bill also. So. <gasps> is, do you know Larry what he's saying? Sing, no. But but he uh he also what happened was when I started taking lessons from Beth, it's kind of therapeutic. You know, like I said, it's relaxing. And he said, Jim, I noticed you're relaxed, man. We've been talking on the phone. What is it lately? It really seemed more mellow, whatever. I told him, ah, I'm taking these lessons from Beth Closet. And he goes, really? He goes, I always wanted to do that. I said, well, why not now? So he goes, you're right. So Larry started taking lessons, and Larry can sing. He's got a really cool voice. He, to me, he's got that 
from that Sinatra era kind of voice. He could have been one of the Rat Pack. Larry Bent. Larry Bent. I would have been. I would have had been Dean Martin, just drinking <laughs> and just kind of going. You know, it's time to perform the show because he never well, really memorized and just just went for it. You know. Well, last. I'm just singing here on the stage. <laughs> don't know the words and they don't care. That's amore. Well, last uh, that the last show that he did that I I, I saw, mm-hmm. he did Dirty Laundry, which was oh yeah. I mean, it was so good, but it was also just hilarious because he's been on the news for so long. Yeah, and it was like yeah, like, <laughs> weather and like, news, the whole deal. If you could be typecasting for a song, that was pretty perfect. It was it was a perfect song for Matt. So good, Larry in concert. So good. So you got to see Larry when we do. We're we're gonna be doing several of these shows. Uh, yeah, it's Steamworks. We're you know. In other places, maybe you know wherever I'll be performing. But, uh, but this little crew, our crew here, that uh, John the, the Fento is tour. amazing. Yeah, John Beth will be getting up and joining in on songs. It's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. Show. And I hope you guys can, can stop by. Steamworks is such a great spot too. Uh, they have like beer and uh, snacks. Yeah, BYOB. But it's BYOB, so you, you got to let people know. Because like remember, John Vento, the last show, he was like, nobody brought wine! Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we need wine! Bring your nobody wine. Want... <laughs> bring your cheese board. Bring your six-pack, whatever you like. Just bring. Now, now wait. Hang. You have other shows coming up besides this. Yes. Where else? March 18th, I'll, I'll be at Steamworks again. I got that. And uh, February 11th is the big one, though. The others are... Uh, I have uh, corporates, and I'll be announcing a few charity events that I, I'll be uh, participating in. So I always do like two or three charities a month. So, uh, you know, we're lining, I'm lining them up now. I have for the next podcast recording, I'll have a list of the charities, you know. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's winter is flying by, thank God. Thank God. It, it's getting there, right? I mean, by the time my... Show comes around February 11th. It'll be right around Valentine's Day. It's kind of at the midpoint in a weird way. And to me, spring, to me, I know it's around the corner of St. Patty's Day, which is huge in Pittsburgh. Saint pa- New York is huge in Boston. Pittsburgh right up there with St. Patrick. We love St. Patrick's Day. I feel like you're jinxing it, and you shouldn't say this. Oh, what? Like, what, <laughs> like the groundhog? Like jinxing the groundhog? Yeah, can't exactly. Shadow, I mean, weather-wise. Like, <laughs> but we could have snow, because there always somebody brings up some snow oh. Jimmy, remember storm, St. Patrick's Day, 1992. It was really cold last year, St. Patty's Day. You, you know, you know, it's funny, Trace. When I was a kid, and I started on radio, speaking to Larry Richard and weather, uh, Joe DiNardo was like the king of the weather. He, he was a, a meteorologist, man. Oh, yeah. He was like a degree in it and the whole deal. And uh, I, remember I would make fun of Joe. <laughs> on the air and he would visit these junior highs and I would just make up these weird junior highs and have him visit uh, and I, you know today I'm going to crack house junior high I don't know it would be just weird you know could say almost anything in those days anyway, <laughs> and uh, get away so I'd have these weird junior it, and it was you know lampooning the great uh, Joe DiNardo and then I, I didn't know anything about lawsuits or things like that <laughs> Forgive me, uh, listen to podcasts for, it's been on like podcasts 12 years, been doing it now almost um, 10 or 12 years, but close to 12 years. Been, but my point is, I may have told the story at one point in my life here, but I got to bring it because it was new audience, maybe hearing it. But I got to be in the St. Patrick's Day Parade, which was really cool for a kid in Pittsburgh. And I remember I had a report at the arena, at the arena in the morning, Joe DiNardo, I don't know it's him, 
a guy jumps on my back and puts me in a headlock. It's Joe DiNardo. Are you serious? In a headlock. Joe DiNardo. He goes, I got to tell you right now, Jim, Cren. And I knew it's Like him. kidding or violent? Well, it was kidding, You're but like I didn't know halfway. because he had, he had me in a headlock. I wasn't sure. Oh but, but he goes, I am going to sue you for every effing penny you had. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, Mr. Leonardo, Mr. Leonardo, I'm so sorry. I apologize. I, I didn't. He goes, I'm just, he goes, I'm just effing with you. He gave me a Joe set it with umbrella. He gave me that. <laughs> I'm just effing with you. He goes, I love it. But Joe, yeah. he was. That's we ended up becoming great friends. That's amazing. He's a, he's a classic, man. We had some amazing uh, news people in weather. Pittsburgh's a unique town where our local weather news are kind of celebrities in this town. And in, in, in radio and TV, that's why I love, that's why I'm glad I stayed in Pittsburgh and didn't move. I'm glad I stayed, you know, and, and never moved to Los Angeles or went that way. Because it's, it's a town that's very loyal uh, to people. And because I remember those, I almost remember them growing up, those guys. You know, they were like gods to me, like Sam Nover and, uh, you know, Ray Tannehill and Bill Burris. <laughs> you know, and getting to know some of those guys, you know, Stan Saver, getting to know those guys and Stan's still, Stan's still doing it, man. He's still amazing. Uh, it's cool. It was cool getting to know them, you know, and seeing what they're like behind them. Pittsburgh's scene, a great scene, town. They know what earth. they like. They, I think they could read people. Just, those people were just genuine. It's one thing I got to learn of who they were. They were all genuine people. So I think they read pretty good. They read pretty good. So, Trace, so we're excited about our show. You're going to get – I'm really committing that it's 15 minutes. This isn't probably isn't good for me because I'm going to nervously tell you. As soon as we're done with the show here, I'm going to say, look, I was this kid about 15. I'll prepare for – <laughs> yeah, I'll have you down to four and a half by the time someone comes out the show. You see, Tracy, you four minutes. And I'll say, yeah, but it's a minute more than Derek. He'll tell you, he's sitting right over there. And like, <laughs> poor Larry gets thir- work with Derek yeah. without you, we'll giggle. And, and <laughs> Larry gets 35 seconds, so don't worry. He gets the worst of the deal. All right, the, the toast everyone. I got my sake up, Tracy, their wine. Woo, toast everyone. Happy. It's our first episode of the new year. Yeah, happy new happy year. Happy new year. 2023 uh, going to be a great one. Everybody have a one. great trip around the sun. Yeah, happy new year, everyone. Jim Cren, no restriction with Tracy Jane.